0: It's almost the end of baseball season. Baseball season is coming to a close. You are a Red Sox fan.
1: You are a Dodgers fan.
0: Both of these teams, uh, well, it's official for the Dodgers. They will be in the playoffs. Yes, they've clinched a playoff spot. It is just about as official as it can get for the Red Sox.
1: Uh, Not quite. They still have to win some games because they've done nothing but lose now for about a week.
0: But they're, they're, they're still staving off the Texas Rangers, yes?
1: Well, the Texas Rangers haven't threatened as much as they could, I suppose. The Boston's just lost three straight to New York this past weekend. It was just tragic. Um, they could have clinched over the Rangers for the wild card. No, instead, the Yankees are in charge of the entire world.
0: <laughs> uh, well, the Dodgers will be in the playoffs.
1: Lucky for the Dodgers. So hope-
0: and, and hopefully they'll have home field advantage. I was yes. at I I bring this up because I was on a on a on a trip. I went to and Dodgers. you have
1: home field advantage when you're traveling, right? No, I do not. You don't? No, I do not. So that must really suck then for you. All the calls go against you. Yes. Yeah, that's really unfortunate.
0: Uh, but I did catch a ball,
1: sort of. Sort of. Sort of. You don't know if it, it was not during the game though. No, it was, no, like it was during the, the national anthem. <laughs> that's when you want balls being thrown at you. is during the national anthem. It was very odd. It was yeah, very odd. But very it, very But strange.
0: I I left the stadium with a ball. <laughs> What's coming up on today's episode? This is episode number 73!
1: It is! Coming up on episode 73 is a recap of the Pleasantville Tournament. Which we did not go to. We did not, but we're going to recap it anyway with the help of a special guest. Uh, Bingo Aftermath. Yes, the aftermath of bingo. That's what bingo aftermath is. I reworded it. (laughs) On the fly! Also bingo aftertaste, in case anybody has any of that. Uh, No, not really? And which one of us got invited to a party? <laughs> That's I'll coming up and... after Jag on a Hank remixed.
0: Here comes Ryan and Brian. They do a little cross Pub Word cast, so you can keep on trying, and you might even have a blast. Have we started the agenda, viewer man? Strap on your leader hosens and easy oat. It's time for Filthy and.
1: in. Let's talk about that remix Can we just talk about that for a moment right. That was not our creation That was somebody else's remix of our music who, And who would that be uh, That was Sammy the Dentist That was our friend Sammy, Sammy the, the dentist. dentist He decided to write lyrics and a melody To Jag on a Hank Which otherwise does not really have room for such things And uh, that, was, that was his version of it So there now, it is I
0: don't understand music No, I thought Jag on a Hank already had a melody
1: Not really That's not a melody? The first thing that Sammy was singing was kind of to the bass line, which isn't the melody. And then maybe you might argue that that little piano lick that comes in about halfway through is the melody, but Uh it's not really melodic. It's it's very rhythmic, it's very active, it's a lot of fun, but it's a piano solo, it's not a sung melody. So the melody is layered on top of that. So Sammy kind of interpreted, not even interpreted, he he maybe kind of was inspired to his own melody Uh that could coexist with Jag on a Hank. I see. Uh, and, and by saying could coexist, I, I think was forced to coexist. <laughs> this is maybe a, a more accurate way to put it. It's like... No, uh, I should I should be... Sammy, that's fantastic. Thank you for writing music. And if anybody else out there wants to uh, rewrite Jag on a Hank and uh, reinterpret it and remix it yourself... Sure. By all means, do so and, and it send does, it to us.
0: It doesn't have to be audio. It could be reinterpreted in a visual way.
1: It could, although it's difficult to play that on a podcast. It is. Yeah, but we would try
0: not more any more difficult than playing bingo on a podcast.
1: I think it is more difficult than playing bingo on a podcast. You think? Yeah, because for bingo, I can still call out, oh, 60, and, and nobody will have it, because <laughs> 60 is in the N column, yes. or the G column, or some other column, the F column, perhaps. All right,
0: well, we're not we're not up to bingo aftermath. <laughs> no, yet. we're not. We are up to...
1: <laughs> viewer Mayo, opening it up. That's the weakest segue I've ever heard.
0: What? That was a good segue. That was a
1: horrible segue. That was a great segue. Oh, okay, fine. You want to read the first viewer sure. mail? Sure. Our first viewer mail comes to us from John. I don't need no stinking nickname, Delphin. John Delphin, of course, seven-time champion of the ACPT. Seven
0: time. Yeah,
1: he attended Lollapuzzoola too this year. And Starboard Wordplay. And he was a Starboard Wordplay. He plays the piano in Wordplay uh, and. Uh, he writes to us it was about Vassar because uh, last week I think Andrea Carla Michaels talked about Vassar in she, the email she
0: denigrated the Vassar drama department she
1: did and so we called out to the world you know is Vassar known for its drama department John Delphin writes to us Vassar is a liberal arts college it has a strong theater department but it's not a conservatory Juilliard and Carnegie Mellon and such have a much narrower focus Meryl Streep Frances Sternhagen and John Tenney currently on the closer are all Vassar grads as to the other thing, which I think is reference to whether Vassar is uh, co-ed or all women, or right. when did it change? Right. Um, as to the other thing, the first male freshman entered with the class of 1974, but male transfers graduated starting with, I'm pretty sure, the class of 1971. This doesn't count the 1940s when the college was temporarily co-ed. How does that work? How is a college temporarily Probably co-ed? because of the war. So during the war, all the male students left college to go fight? Right. That doesn't make it co-ed. No, well, they... they... The war was co-ed. No, the war wasn't co-ed. I'm sure in the 40s, the war was all men. I think,
0: actually, the all-male colleges went to fight. And so that left the students with no place to go. So they went to Vassar.
1: But if all the students went to fight, who was it who came to Vassar? No, the college went to fight. What? Huh? The college... How does a college fight? A college is uh, is is land well, and buildings. It became, they became armories.
0: They became uh, uh, places you think to make coll-
1: rations. Really? You think Vassar was then used as like a war base?
0: No, not Vassar. Vassar was co-ed. I'm talking about the all-male
1: colleges.
0: Your uh, uh, Johnson University.
1: Johnson University? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like an all-male college, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it sure does.
0: Oh, God. Well... Getting back on topic. Oh my god! This sounds like a good drama department. Meryl Streep, Francis Ter- Sternhagen, John Tenney. I don't know who John
1: Tenney is. I don't
0: know either. But Meryl Streep and Francis Sternhagen were both in *Julie and Julia*.
1: Really? Yes. Uh, Meryl Streep. She's done a couple of other movies too. Yes. Hasn't she? Uh, she's done a few films. Did
0: I mention that she's going to win the Oscar this year uh, or next no, year? but
1: there it is. There is your first Oscar prediction. It's actually of the my film second season what was by your second, first one
0: my second my first was oh uh, Christoph
1: Waltz Christoph in, uh, Waltz Inglorious Bastards yes. I'm with you on that that's he was awesome yes he was awesome please read the next uh this is mail. from
0: Kate Hirsch who is the the wife of Adam Hirsch our friend who doesn't work at NPR
1: right she's also the sister of uh, Greg Hirsch who was the subject of my short-lived podcast about my friend's brothers <laughs>
0: right
1: <laughs> that's not still going on <laughs> no no we're on hiatus <laughs> How are you we're, yeah we're on our our, our 2009 2010 hiatus <laughs> What? I'm pausing for two years. So I'll resume again sometime later. I really
0: look forward to, to finding out more about your friend's brother. Yeah, I
1: know, but I've run out of friends, and they've run out of brothers, so I have to put it off for a while. I need to meet more people. If you're out there and you have a brother and I don't know him, um, write to me and tell me about him, and we'll feature him on a future episode of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? <laughs> Wasn't that the title of Yeah, it? yeah. that's good.
0: Uh, Kate Hurst says, As for the drama department at Vassar, it was the very first of the Seven Sisters Colleges to establish a formal drama, department of drama in the early 1900s. I can't speak to how good or bad the department may be, as I've never seen one of their plays. However, it looks like they will be, be, will be performing Harlem Berlin. Do you know that? I do not. A Streetcar Named Desire. I know that. Yes. And Rent. Yep. I also know that. Yep. This fall. Uh, maybe you should road trip and see one of the performances before comparing them or airing Andrea Carla Michaels. Does she have a nickname? Not yet. Comparison to non-agenarian bingo players. Non-agenarian.
1: I think you don't know what that sentence was about. I do! The way you read it made it sound like you were just reading a list of words that could have been in any um, language.
0: Maybe you should road trip and see one of the performances before comparing them Or airing Andrea Carla Michaels, does she have a nickname? Not yet. Comparison to nonagenarian bingo players.
1: There's a lot going on in that sentence. There is. Let's skip the parenthetical aside. Maybe you should road trip and see one of the performances before comparing them to nonagenarian bingo players.
0: All right. Right? But we weren't comparing them. Andrea Carla Michaels, does she have a nickname? Not yet. Was comparing them. She was. That's why the parens are Uh, very important in that sentence. Okay.
1: Because that shifts the blame from us to her. I don't want to blame Andrea Carla Michaels. Does she have a nickname? Not yet. Okay. Uh, Are you testing (laughs) me? (laughs) Our our third viewer mail is from uh, Laura Radloff. Does she have a nickname? She might. Oh, okay. Uh, That was a test. (laughs) Um, Laura Radloff. She attended Lollapazula. She is friends with somebody. Who is she friends with? She's
0: friends with Neville... Flying Elevator, Fogerty, Squishy
1: Defeated. Okay, that's who she's friends with. Uh, so she emailed us. Hi, Ryan and Brian. First of all, I'm very excited to be writing my first viewer mail to you guys. And not just to say how much I enjoy listening to your podcast. Actually, the only podcast I listen to. I really enjoyed the Mindless Banter, the theme song, and when Ryan sings viewer mail. Woohoo! Yes, that's fantastic. Those that are is. all the main staples of this show. They, they are. Mindless Banter, the theme song, and when Ryan sings, you are made. that's what we're about. That's the, the
0: that's the tri cornerstones of our audio pleasure for you. Wow,
1: are we a pyramid? Is that why we only have three cornerstones?
0: Yes, we are a pyramid. Are pyramids triangular?
1: They're they're or are they quadrangular? They're cubular. They pentangular. I'm not sure. Septangular. But they they this they the Mike simple- Nothnagel, How many sides does a pyramid have?
0: The symbol is man becoming perfection and going up to God. Really? That's what a a pyramid
1: means. Is it? I am reading Dan Brown's new book. Thank you very much. Wow, (laughs) okay. Wow. Um, Anyway, Laura has also asked us, um, do you guys have any suggestions about where to send my first crossword puzzle? It doesn't have a theme, but I'd like to see it printed somewhere. I'd even be happy to send it to you guys to get some feedback. Well, Laura, send it to us. We would love to take a look at it, and we would love to give you feedback. We are kind of average run-of-the-mill solvers. So if you'd like that perspective, that's what we can provide. Yes. And uh, yeah, Go ahead. No, you please.
0: Uh, well, I was going to say that there on, on Cruciverb.com, there's a long list of where to send them, who to send them to for each publication, and, and what they like, what format they like it Exactly.
1: In. And and they, they list, there's probably 10 or 12 different things listed there. The New York Times, the LA Times, Newsday, and so on and so forth. Uh, and yeah, you can get all the specs there. Cruciverb.com. Yes.
0: Yes. Viewer mail. Closing it up.
1: So uh, the next segment we're going to do here is uh, a recap of the Pleasantville Crossword Puzzle Tournament. It was held this past Friday, which was September 25th. It's a Friday in September. It was. It was in Pleasantville, New York. It was hosted by Will Shorts and... uh, Attendant. Yes, Will Shorts' attendant. I'm so sorry. We could not attend. Ryan and I could not attend. Uh, We we were confused. I think the contest had originally been scheduled for the week before. Yes. And we were ready to go the week before.
0: And we had made plans for this week.
1: And then we found out that the date had changed, and we couldn't change the plans we had for this week. Ryan was going out of town. I had family obligations. And so we were just kind of stuck and unfortunately couldn't go. However, we have... Uh, hopefully with us on the show today, a very special guest. A roving who, reporter. Who was at the tournament yes. and is able to uh, tell us something about it. So I'm going to see whether I can totally screw this up. and I'm sorry, I, if I can totally not screw this up yes. and actually call. We know you can totally screw it up. Yeah, I have on a regular basis. So let's see what happens. Okay. Dialing the number. We're trying to dial the number now. It's ringing. I don't it know if you ringing. can hear that. I can. I can. Were you asking me? No. Hello. Uh, hello, this is Brian. This is Ryan. <laughs>
2: this is Amanda, the, um, what's my name? Unparalleled, <laughs> parallel-verse uh, parallel, parallel engineer, assigning life to us all. That, oh, That Amanda. is you,
1: Amanda. I just had this number written down. I didn't even know who, it was like a crank call number. I don't even know. <laughs> How are you, Amanda?
2: I'm very good. I'm, I'm in between classes right now um as you know i indoctrinate the young co-eds future artists of america here at uh, new york university (laughs) i'm I'm on a break
1: (laughs) well every good day of indoctrination needs a break now and then right
0: all right so amanda you were at the uh, pleasantville tournament yes i was uh this happened this past friday
2: yes friday night
0: uh, yep and how did that go
2: Well, it was a lovely, lovely evening. Um, I took the train from Grand Central, met up with uh, Ken Stern, and uh, we stopped by the Chinese place where a lot of MPLers were having dinner. And so then we went and caught up with some other people at the Chinese restaurant and then went over to the church. And it was a, it was really just a, a, a lovely low key kind of event. And what was nice is that I met some people that I didn't know, people like Joe Cabrera and Dan Rosen. And when they met me, when they heard my name, Amanda, they filled in the rest. Oh, Amanda, the parallel, un, unparalleled parallel engineer, blah 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 blah. So um, that must have felt really, good. It did. It did. It was it, that did really feel feel really good. Yes, it did. Um, so uh, there were fewer contestants than at Lalapazula. Is that if you keep track of that sort of thing? We um, do. So uh, um, about how maybe, many? I don't. There were I think 64 okay. people competing, and some of those were doubles teams, actually.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. They did. Um, Ryan and I went to the Boston crossword tournament, and they had a doubles oh, team right. feature yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: We did not have a doubles team at Lollapazula. We don't understand how that can work.
2: No, I, I agree. I mean, the the room was, I'm trying to think, maybe the room was probably actually smaller than your room at Pazula, and everyone was sitting at round tables, and so maybe two or three of the tables were devoted just to doubles teams, and I think they were allowed to whisper, I think, although we didn't hear anybody whisper, so... I don't know. Look, I just don't know. They, they get two copies of the puzzle and somehow have to figure out how to just submit one. And uh, uh, it seems like more trouble than it's worth, but they seem to enjoy it.
1: As long as they enjoyed <laughs> it, that seems the point.
2: They did, yes. Um, and the scoring system is very, very simple at this tournament. There are three puzzles. One is Monday. one, oh, one is today's. Uh, one. I'm sorry, tomorrow's, I guess, it's when this is going to air, right? Uh, this, so, this,
1: this comes out on Tuesday. This show will appear on Tuesday.
2: Tuesday, which is also a very, very special day, as you know, for non prosperous reasons. yeah, so we did the, the puzzle that was the puzzle that was published today, the one from today, and the one uh, to be published tomorrow. And basically the first person to finish that first puzzle cleanly got into the finals. Same thing for the second puzzle. Same thing for the third puzzle. So the three finalists were, you know, you, you pretty much just had to rock it out on one puzzle. Okay. So for the first puzzle, was um, Robert Mackey. And then for the second puzzle, there was kind of a photo finish. I was actually sitting with Ken Stern and Jeffrey Schwartz, and I could, I could feel the collective whoosh as both of their hands went up at exactly the same time. Okay. Uh which could which could have been an issue if someone else had finished the third one first. Ah. Uh it turns out that Jeffrey finished the third one first and also admitted to Will that Ken had put his hand up a nanosecond before Jeffrey in the second one. So it all worked out and those are the guys who made the final. Okay. Uh for the third puzzle though. You had to write down if you were a rookie, if you were under 25, if you were a senior, if you were from Pleasantville, because that third puzzle was the sole determiner for those other awards. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I got to compete in the rookie category since I hadn't gone to the tournament before. And uh, rumor has it, I I, I found out, because, you know, I I know the inner sanctum of the (laughs) day, that... um, I, I pretty much should have won the rookie. I I got beaten by this girl uh, by three seconds, and. That was, that was a little humbling because I feel like that was maybe my only chance at a crossword-related victory ever in my whole
1: life. Oh, I doubt that, Amanda. <laughs> I really think I'm going to start campaigning on this program right now. I'm going to begin my yes. campaign for Amanda Yesnowitz, 2010 D Division <laughs> champion.
0: okay that's that's
1: what i'm going that's what i'm gonna what do you think ryan i think i think that works i think amanda is going to win the d division at the 2010 acpt this entire campaign will become completely derailed if you are not in the d division however (laughs) uh just so whatever we can do to make sure you're in that one that would help
2: okay we'll make some phone calls I'll, I'll, I'll
1: you know the, the inner that. sanctum, so you tell us.
2: I do, I do, yeah. <laughs> um, so what was great was there were so many people there hanging out and judging and collecting puzzles. All the people, a lot of the people who were at Lollapazoola, Knopf um, Nagel and Howard Barkin and Deb Amlin and Dan Thayer and Patrick Lindauer. Um, who else? I mean, you know, it was pretty much a who's who of the cruciverbal industry, I, I guess. Love it. Um, oh. Uh, after that we all went back to Wills and had some beer and talked about puzzle things and non-puzzle things and um, and it was uh, it was really a lot of fun. It was a lovely night to be there. And uh, I think people have talked about how informal and kind of non-competitive the environment is there and I and I couldn't underscore that enough. It really just seemed like a bunch of awesome people, very friendly, sitting in doing puzzles. And it was so great that so many of the crossroad luminaries were there.
1: Well, it sounds fantastic. Uh, Any final comments, Ryan?
0: Uh, I'm jealous as well that I couldn't go, but hopefully next year. (laughs) Next year in Jerusalem.
1: Yes. (laughs) Well, thanks so
0: much, Amanda, for giving us the recap.
2: I guess that's it. Oh, yeah. And the last thing, um, was that before we said goodbye, you know, Will was showing us some of his puzzle paraphernalia, and I asked him if he had ever been to Stephen Sondheim's house, and he said yes, because Dan Sayer and I had kind of a running bet about who had more puzzle stuff. I thought Sondheim definitely would, and Dan thought Will would, and Will said, in fact, it was him, that he has, that Will does have more puzzle stuff, and that Sondheim has more, maybe, game stuff. And it just looked at Will, yeah, yeah, and I was kind of surprised, but it was an out of body experience for me because I was imagining my two gurus in the room together talking about games and puzzles and Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. That that yeah, would be it was, th-
2: great, it was a great moment.
1: Well, it just the whole thing sounds so cool. I, I wish I could have been a part of it and I am so bummed that I wasn't. But thank you very much for talking to us some about it and making us feel You're even awesome. more jealous than we already did.
0: Yes, thank you, Amanda.
1: <laughs> And well then, my job is done. <laughs> Indeed, have a lovely rest of your day indoctrinating as many people as you can find, <laughs> and uh, we'll okay. talk to you later. Uh, yeah, we'll see you okay. later.
2: Okay.
1: All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. Bye. Now, was she was she talking about? Did she say Stephen Sondheim? She did. She said she, Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim, uh, composer and lyricist for many many Broadway musicals, yes. is a known puzzle fan, puzzle guru. He used to design crossword puzzles himself, and well, uh, cryptic crosswords, and other puzzles and games. Well, we should get him on the show. Stephen Sondheim? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure, that's a piece of cake. Let's just call him up. All right, you track him down.
0: It's, what, is it one yeah. 800 Sondheim.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. So you uh, just, you track him down, and, and we'll get him on the show.
0: Amanda did mention that tomorrow is a special day. And tomorrow
1: is a special day for Amanda.
0: Uh, and w- why is that?
1: Well, tomorrow... Tomorrow, it's tomorrow for us We're recording the show on a Monday We're airing this show on a Tuesday So the day that this show comes out Tuesday, the 29th of September Which is a Tuesday in September <laughs> uh, Happens to be the birthday of one Amanda Yesnowitz. Hit it! Happy
0: birthday to you Happy birthday to you Happy birthday, birthday dear Amanda. Amanda, yes, no with young parallel, parallel, verse, engineer, shine light to us all. Happy birthday to you.
1: Very nice. <laughs> Glissando was scored by Ryan Hack. Thank you. Uh, I'm I'm using my piano as a desk, so it's covered with all sorts of crap. I could barely reach it. Please forgive the uh, horrible, horrible piano work there. But happy birthday, Amanda. Yes, happy birthday. Happy, happy 24th birthday. (laughs) Now, moving on. Why why are you laughing? I'm not laughing. I thought she was 23. Oh, okay. Uh, Coming up next, the bingo aftertaste. Bingo
0: aftertaste. Now, bingo went... Interestingly, last week. Uh, yeah, bingo.
1: I thought it was generally pretty good. It was I thought, good. I, I mean, we it did was a good kind job of, with bingo. It
0: was kind of a trial uh, thing to see how well, that went. didn't would really work. know what we were doing. No. But, uh, but we got some. Uh, well, the winner, Andrea Carla Michaels. Was Car- Andrea Carla Michaels. Does she have a nickname? nickname? Not yet. Not yet. yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and as requested, Andrea has sent us a photograph of her in uh, utter shock and and dismay yes, and joy. I'm and sorry about winning bingo. Put, and that's going we will put that on the blog. Yeah, indeed, and do we need to send her a prize. Did she say what she wanted? Uh, I'm not sure. We'll look that up and uh, and we'll find out what that prize Andrea, is. Andrea, if
0: you haven't said what you wanted, let us know what
1: you want, and and we'll give it to you. If we uh, can.
0: We also got some very fantastic artwork from Sean Vunksathorn.
1: Yes, Chan Vunksathorn's name sent us some artwork. <laughs> um, he really wanted to win, and so he, and he, did he, not. he sort of finagled something that might have won but didn't. Yes. Uh, so that's up on the blog. Check that out. We By also- the way, if you listen to this show via iTunes and you don't come to our blog, uh, you don't, you know, if you don't want to read our blog, that's fine. But uh, if you want to see these things we're referencing, just go to BeMoreSmarter.com and uh, find the post related to this episode and it's
0: kind of a multimedia aspect
1: yeah yeah you listen to the show and then afterward read about what it is that you just listened to right or vice versa you could i do it that i do it vice versa way i I read the post first and then i listen to the podcast
0: that sounds good so you've already read the post about this show
1: no not yet but i haven't listened to this show yet either that's true i don't read the post before i record the show i just read it before i listen to the show
0: well, that was a that was 30 seconds well used yeah
1: that's gonna be edited out no <laughs> doubt uh, also we, we got a we got a submission back from David Stein we uh, met him at the ACPT he uh, has a class he teaches math he asked him would you rather and uh, he very much wanted to win at bingo And he and his son both played And they sent us a picture of them uh, Losing <laughs> at very bingo funny picture. David Stein also said in this email I have recently lost A. A Facebook Scrabble game where my opponent Played Quixotic on the last turn B. My GPS, although I found it C. A crossword puzzle tournament in Queens D. Powerball For the thousandth time in a row E. NPR Sunday puzzle For a similarly long streak And now I add to the list Podcast bingo <laughs> well, David, I'm, I'm glad we could be part of such a wonderful company. <laughs> You're
0: like Lou Gehrig.
1: <laughs> yes, your streak is unbreakable, David. Yes.
0: Uh, and uh, he's, like he's, we said, you, he sent us a picture, and we are going to post that on the blog yeah. as well.
1: And then Ryan also asked, when we were done with bingo, he he asked all of you, are there ways that we could make bingo better? Are there ways we could make bingo worse? He actually asked this, are there ways we could make bingo worse? And we got a number of suggestions uh, on how to make bingo worse. So uh, we're going to try some of these. Here are our favorites. June Pock, Squirrel of Discord,
0: says... The letters should be from the Hebrew alphabet, and the numbers should be in base 7, except that when you read them out, you should announce the letters in Cyrillic and the the numbers in base 9, and we would have to convert.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would definitely make it worse. Oh, my God. That sounds ridiculous. We also got a suggestion from Crosscan. Every number on the card is 60. 60 is never called. <laughs> I love that. It's like a Samuel Beckett yes. version of bingo. Yes, All the other numbers get called. Or, or maybe it's like a Gary Larson Farside cartoon. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's the bingo board. Every number is lit up except 60, and the guy's looking at his card, and it's just a grid of 60s. All 60s.
0: <laughs> uh, Todd
1: Gross, who... Created the bingo crossword yeah. puzzle. This is what inspired the whole thing. Was yes, Todd Gross. Now, of course, the thing with Todd's puzzle was that there was a bingo grid in the middle, and the entries in the puzzle uh, referenced, you know, bingo answers. Like so you'd uh-huh. say B eleven and so on. And but the weird thing was that everybody who did the puzzle had the same bingo card. Right. So, so we every all won. everybody won and I won like in exactly that. the same way and at the same time. And
0: uh, and so. This way to make bingo worse is you create a bingo game where thousands of people win at the same time with no prize for the winners.
1: Ah, uh, yes, yes, that does sound good, doesn't it, Todd? <laughs> that would be a way to make bingo worse.
0: Now we we actually got a, a number of suggestions suggestions on how to make bingo better, which uh, and we like them. Yes, and I think we're going to kind of uh, take them and put them in a stew and come up with an an idea of making a bingo game that's kind of related to our show. Yeah, maybe has some wordplay in it. Not the movie, but the actual wordplay. Yep. And it will, that'll be ready in a couple of weeks for all of your enjoyments. Yeah.
1: Yes. Why don't we move on?
0: Uh, last week's contest. Last week's contest was, was uh, provided to us by Commissioner Peter Gordon, sextuple threat. And the contest was a common lunch order, enumeration 12, 3, 5. Has the letters A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, and some other letters. And the answer was cheeseburger and fries. Yes. We got a number of uh, correct answers, and uh, we're going to pick our winner using the brand new Björling pickle winner picking method.
1: This is not brand new, by the way. We've been doing this for yeah, we've been doing this for a while. Um, right now would be a great time to turn off your left channel, because then you don't have to listen to this yodeling nonsense, this green turd of a toy that Ryan is holding up. I'm just going to talk through the whole thing until it's all oh, right. it's done. And the winner is Avram Gotchlik. Yes, and he
0: wrote. I have to start listening to your show earlier in the week while I type this. The Thunder
1: Round is playing still. Now, Avram, what maybe you don't know, but maybe you do now, is that it's not the first person to submit a correct answer that wins. It is the person chosen by the yodeling pickle. Yes. Uh, So it doesn't matter. You you have until Ryan gets home from work on Friday morning. Eastern Standard Time. That's right. He gets home from work at, what what is it, like 7 a.m.? I get home from work about 8 a.m. 8 a.m. So uh, you have until Ryan gets home from work. And if you want to meet Ryan when he gets home from work, be at his front door at 8 a.m. Friday morning as he comes in.
0: And uh, make he sure... He lives at
1: the corner of...
0: <laughs> Just make sure you're holding a pickle.
1: Oh, 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 no. We also had a mini contest last week. Mini contest. Last week, last contest. week we, uh, we aired that fantastic segment provided by Adam Hirsch, uh, the Lollapazoola 2 interview segment. And in it was some random cheering... And what was that cheering? We got three people who told us what that cheering was. It was Scratchy Yahtzee. Scratchy Yahtzee. And uh, three people got that right. Peter Gordon, June Pock, and Amanda Yesnowitz. We were going to offer them a free let's announce their name on the show to bump up their spreadsheet stats. But they were all already on the show anyway, so too bad. Speaking of spreadsheet stats, I totally didn't say Samuel Hay last week. Oh. Oh, Ray Hamill, I'm sorry. I didn't say Samuel Hay last week. I oh, wasted s- too much time naming Expos. We're saying it now. That was two weeks ago. Oh, I get them all mixed up.
0: Uh, but uh, for Peter Gordon, we will send him a uh, copy of Scratchy Yahtzee.
1: Yes, Peter, you win Scratchy but, uh Now, we're about to do uh, tell you about this week's contest, but first we need to tell you we need more contests. Yes, we're running out. We are running low on contests. And Peter we- Gordon has been awesome, providing us with a great number of contests, and they are all just terrific. Uh we do like, however, to vary it a little bit. And, and and we've gotten contests in the past from Tyler Hinman and from other people. Neville Fogarty. Neville Fogarty. Anyone else? Other people. Other people and also uh, other people. Uh, and we, but we need more. Uh, we
0: are too lame to come up with them ourselves.
1: So if you can come up with a contest, do it. Send it yes. to us.
0: So this week's contest is by uh, Commissioner Peter Gordon, Sextuple Threat. Uh, the contest is what 14... 14- I was going to say which. What? What? The contest is, what 14-letter, famous name, has no left-right symmetric letters if written in all capital letters? Okay. And and this is, uh,
1: it's it's the two, the full name. Yeah, full, the first name, last name. The Christian
0: name and the given name.
1: I don't know that we know this person is Christian Well that, isn't that what it's called in old I don't have a Christian in name In old novels You don't have a Christian in name In old
0: novels it's called the Christian Let's name Let's
1: call it the first name and the last name Fine Okay And uh, 14 letters First name, last name adds up to 14 letters no. None of them is left-right symmetric If written in all capital letters If written letters. in all capital letters Sans serif or serif uh, I don't think it matters Does not matter whatever you like risk. And I still don't think it's serif The serif. I still think it's serif It's possible Might be possible what happens now um look on the horizon we
0: got we got mail saying that the horizon was fantastic The
1: horizon was fantastic so we like the horizon we also got mail that the yodeling pickle sucks but that didn't stop you look on the i ho- already said that part oh sorry it is thor the god of thunder with a pilot pen Monday, September 21st, by Mark Feldman. This puzzle was all about magazines. How many magazines do you subscribe to? I subscribe to, I believe, three. Have three? you noticed that your magazines are getting slimmer and slimmer they and slimmer? Are. They are. The paper is getting thinner and the number of pages is getting thinner. Also, the number of ads, more. Yes. Also, in Entertainment Weekly two weeks ago, there was like a television in the middle of my magazine. There was? There was a little screen that like played video.
0: Get the hell out I of here.
1: i absolutely serious. I'll give it to you after the show.
0: Tuesday, September 22nd by Gail Grabowski. Tuesday, September 22nd by Gail Grabowski. I did that on the blog also. I misspelled it. Yes.
1: Did you mispronounce your name on the blog? I mispronounced (laughs) it. Uh, Tough, tough, tough. Uh, All these clues were very tough, especially the ones that were just the word tough. So bad, too bad, so sad. Was that it? Too bad, so sad. Okay. Just things saying. Things that are tough? Yes, things that are. Is this a $100,000 pyramid? Things that are tough. Wednesday, September twenty third, by Jonathan Gersh, uh, the Henry Hudson Parkway. It's all about the Parkway. It was. Uh, it's uh, four lanes in each direction. Yes, and uh, there are exits all over the place. They're constantly doing construction. Always delays Always. on the Henry Hudson Parkway. Tuesday, September. No. Wednesday, no. Thursday.
0: <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Thursday, September 24th, by by Brendan Emmett Quigley Down Under, starring Tom Selleck. So long, ass.
1: (laughs) That is entry of the year. That was awesome. Yes. Extra S. This is a very sibilant puzzle. Yes. Don't you think? Lots of S's. Yes. Uh, Training brass. Uh, Oddly, no S's in Brendan Emmett Quigley's real name. Two S's, if you extend to his nickname. There are. Yeah. Friday, September 25th, by Robert A. Dahl. This puzzle was full of warnings. It's a zoo out there. Don't tase D- me, bro. Distress signals. The powers that be. That's not a warning. The powers that be. That's not a warning. If you're trying to do something
0: and you don't want the powers to be to see you doing powers it. powers to be? That be to do, to see you doing it, then somebody can shout out the
1: powers that be. Okay, somebody could also say, you know, oh my god, there's a boat on the way. Canoe! Canoe's not a warning. Sure, it's canoe is a warning. Have you ever been trouting? Brian, canoe! Canoe!
0: Saturday, September 26th, by June Pock, Squirrel of Discord. This puzzle had the Dodgers referenced, and on the same line it had the
1: Red Sox referenced. That's right. I don't know. Is that a premonition of the World Series? Is that proof that June is in love with us? Or is it just random? World Series. I think it is proof that June is in love with us. Sunday, September 27th, by Patrick, I hate, Brian Simmet. Barry. We don't know who Patrick Barry is. You know, I know who he is. He's a fantastic puzzle guy. If you read the blog, you know that I wrote a rather negative report about that. I just didn't like doing it. It wasn't fun. It wasn't satisfying. I didn't like it. Nonetheless, I think Patrick Barry is awesome. And between this week and sometime in the future, I'm going to go to the archives online, download a whole bunch of Patrick Barry puzzles, and do them all. And you'll report back next week. And I will report back sometime in the future. I am not going to do it by next week. Sometime in the future. Do one by next week. Sometime in the future.
0: Why don't we have a new segment that's every week you have done a Patrick Barry puzzle. All right, next
1: week we will have segment number one on how Brian got through another Patrick uh, Barry puzzle. That's brilliant. Well, uh, sneak preview to tomorrow, to today, to yesterday, to Thursday. To... <laughs> Zambezi showed up in a puzzle. Yes. Zambezi and Orr.